I'm Laura Train, and I have 10 things to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Today's question, who did you expect to be? I've thought about variations on this theme for a long time, maybe my whole adulthood, because my life hasn't turned out at all like I expected. That's not true entirely, we'll get to it, but there are things I knew in my gut would happen, and they have, but there are major pieces of the way life has unfolded that I never could have predicted. Asking yourself, who did you expect to be, is not the same question as asking, Who did you want to be? Who did you want to be is like asking a young child what they want to be when they grow up and they answer like ballerina or astronaut. Even if your past self has a more realistic answer to who do I want to be, it's still not the same question as who did you expect to be. When you were a younger person than you are now, maybe you truly wanted to be famous. That seemed fun. Maybe you really dreamed about living in New York City. It seemed attainable at some point. You wanted it, even. But a part of you, the deepest part of you, your intuition, you knew it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't self-doubt. This doesn't have to be a negative thing at all. It just wasn't what you truly expected for your future. I wanted to be a moody writer who lived in London and sat in cafes all day while it rained. I mean, I really, truly dreamed of that. I thought that would be the ultimate starving artist, romantic, memoir-worthy existence. But even as I dreamed of that, I just knew that it wasn't going to happen. I just knew it. Not only did it not feel realistic, like how would I pay my rent? I also just knew in my gut that it wasn't meant to be. That was my equivalent of saying I would be an astronaut. A lonely writer in Europe is just not what I really expected to be. Expectations don't necessarily have anything to do with passion or dreams. Expectations can come from outside sources, your family, the culture at large, We are all living up to or not living up to expectations all the time. And we have our own expectations of ourselves. Maybe those are formed from the expectations that others put on us, but I believe we have our own set of internal expectations. These are the most interesting to me. Whether we've set the bar high for ourselves or low for ourselves. How our life plays out due to our inaction or to our fierce motivation. I am curious if you feel like your life is what you expected, if your circumstances match what you deeply believe about yourself. You know how they say children will rise to expectations? Like if you expect children to behave, they will. If you expect them to be naughty, 
they will. That is a gross oversimplification of parenting, but it feels true more often than not. If you expect an event to go great, it does. If you expect that this day is going to suck, it will. So I want to know in the biggest picture how that applies to your life, to the choices that you control. Are you who you expected to be? So there's a few layers to this one. The ultimate question here is, who did you expect to be? And then naturally, are you that person? I think that's something deeper to ruminate on. Who did you expect to be? But before we get there, the more shallow layer to this question is, who were you expected to be? Who did people expect you to be? When I was growing up, my parents had a lot of expectations of me, but I actually think that this was one of their more genius parenting tactics because the pressure was not external. My parents weren't and aren't big lecturers. They didn't force me to do a bunch of stuff. Externally, they were pretty lax about a lot of things. I didn't have to do a ton of chores, honestly. They never made me play sports or go to birthday parties. There wasn't a lot of action pushed on me, which was good because I was a quiet kid, an anxious kid. I preferred being alone and reading. Maybe now the parenting trend would be to make that kid get out of their comfort zone, but it was actually good for me that they let me be fairly autonomous in how I spent my time. However, their internal expectations were very high. I was expected to be polite and helpful. Some of this goes back to the family rules that we talked about in episode 10. In my family, I was expected to do well in school, and I was definitely expected to go to college. Even when I didn't want to go to college after high school, which I really didn't, that was a non-negotiable in my family. Education was an expectation. My mom was a working mom and her career was important to her. There was an expectation that I would also have a traditional career. In our small town, in my friend social circle, my mom was one of the few career moms and I got the impression that that is what she preferred for me and for my future. But early on, I was attracted like a moth to a flame to the moms who were stay-at-home moms, who picked their kids up right at 3 p.m. so they didn't have to ride the bus or stay in after-school care. I perceived those women to have so much freedom in their day. The ones that I knew, always they looked really pretty, they wore stylish clothes, they were very social with one another. They seemed to be having parties or hosting things around town, church stuff, charity stuff. I don't mean to portray these women as a housewife cliche, obviously my view then was a very naive one to perceive not working only as a freedom, and it isn't always. And as a child, even as a teenager, I didn't know these moms or these wives enough at all to understand what might have been complicated or difficult about their roles, if there was any difficulty there. But because my mom was a power suit wearing woman, I do think I was indirectly expected to follow in her footsteps, not on the same path, but in the same general direction. 
I've thought about this a lot in the past few days. I cannot come up with a ton of confines that were put on me, like some parents or communities or faith traditions might put on others. I did not feel an outside pressure to ever get married or have kids or even to have an exact certain type of lifestyle. But I grew up in a time in an area of the country where there were not very many examples of a non-traditional life. Not that I knew anyway. Most people grew up, got married, had kids, worked at a job, went to church. So no one explicitly told me that that was my future. It was just, for a time, the only future I knew how to envision. As I got older, into teenagedom and at the university that I didn't want to attend, but actually ended up loving, thanks mom and dad for that wisdom, I started paying attention to other ways a life can play out, and that started to meet up with who I expected myself to be. And in early adulthood, this is where the paths can either come together or diverge. Do you start a slow walk towards your truest self, or did you take a detour? Because who I expected to be was always murky. I never had a five-year plan. I never had goals like wanting to own a house or have kids by a certain age. I've never much had a destination in mind. I am now solidly midlife, and I still haven't figured out what I want to do when I grow up. And this actually clashes with other aspects of my personality that is very structured, sometimes with black and white thinking. I have a lot of anxiety. I crave comfort and sameness. And yet, I always expected to be a person with an unusual path. And here I am, a person on kind of an unusual path. And still, it's a surprise to me. Do we expect this of ourselves and then we manifest it? Or, or do we just expect ourselves to be a certain way and then we live that out? When I paint a picture of who I truly expected to be by 40, it includes being a wife and mom. I always wanted that. I always expected that. I think I expected to be more prissy, Is that a weird word? Maybe more preppy? My early life and tastes were definitely different than they are now, but I expected I would have a home that I loved and a bold, personal style. By style, I mean clothing choices. Those are two things I always cared about. I expected them to be dramatic. My home and my wardrobe. And they are that. Again, not in a way I knew to predict, but just as a theme. It's kind of funny to think about how in some ways you are who you are who you are. I really expected that I would be more of a working writer than I am. I expected that by now I would have written a book or two, and of course I haven't. But I'm not not a working writer. It just looks so different in the days of the internet than I thought it would. And I thought that road would have a more traditional route. In some ways, on some days, I wish that it had had a more traditional route, but thousands of people read and listen to my words, so I've had to adjust and readjust what creating and writing looks like for myself, what my expectations are, what the reality is. We have endless ways to show ourselves to the world now, and I'm really glad for that. 
instead of me just harping on myself of what being a writer is supposed to look like. I expected to live far away from where I grew up. I do not think this expectation is only taken in hindsight, which is kind of a trip up in this exercise because you have to sit and think about what your past self truly expected without superimposing how it turned out. But some part of me always knew that I was going to live away from Oklahoma. There was never a time when I didn't daydream about that. From the earliest books and movies I loved, I always saw my future someplace else. I hesitate when I say things like that because I do not ever want it to be taken as a knock on my home state. I love Oklahoma and I love the people there. I also knew I was meant to live somewhere else. The unexpected part has been that I've lived in Los Angeles for so long, nearly 18 years. I moved here on a whim. It was not my first choice. I had never even visited here when I made the decision to move. I fully expected that LA would be a first step, a stepping stone to somewhere else. Also, by the way, that somewhere else was unclear. It was just a vague out thereness that I thought would be my home. For a while, when our babies were small, Jeff and I entertained the idea of moving out of LA to a different state, maybe. And that sort of fueled my homesick for nowhere wanderlust. And we dreamed about that for a few years. But in 2016, we looked at one another and at the exact same time had a light bulb moment that we were deeply Californian. So that is unexpected, I think. However, it does duly line up with who my spirit expected to be. Here in LA, a lot of the things I love about it, I was just a little late in realizing I was already home. Like a lot of you listening, I both am and am not exactly who I expected to be. I thought I would be less messy emotionally than I am. I thought I would have figured out adulthood, not without life's bumps, of course, but I expected to feel different than I did when I was young. And I don't in many ways. I feel the same anxieties. I have the same fears. I expected that being a real-life adult would make me less introverted and that I would maybe brush my hair more often and wear a bra every day. (laughs) None of those things are true. But I expected to have a marriage that I enjoy, and I do. I expected to travel and gain a breadth of experience that I always wanted, and I do that. I expected my work to look different than it does, but in the last year with my older podcast and then starting this show and the conversations that have come out of those things, I know that I'm in the exact right place doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and it doesn't look like what I expected because these mediums weren't even invented when I was first dreaming. That's the other thing about expectations. You can set them but you have to stay aware of when something changes. Our hearts, our circumstances, an industry, a relationship. I want to say a few words about who changes our innate expectations for ourselves and for what the world looks like. 
The generations growing up with the internet may never have this struggle because they'll always have the option to see alternative viewpoints if they want to seek that out. But in the 80s, we had books and TV, movies, music, art, essentially. That is so important. Art is still the most important way to change hearts and minds, even if the delivery system looks different now. But I have a few people in my life that really opened me up to how to move through this life. This wasn't going to be part of this episode because I really wanted to concentrate on our innate expectations for our lives, what we pictured for ourselves on an intuitive level. But it's hard to look back and not see when our expectations changed. When something happened or someone happened that let in a breeze enough to shift our future. I have a handful of those people in my life, people who were just playing life's game at a different level. One of those brilliant souls unexpectedly died last week, and so I'm going to take a minute and say something about my childhood friend, Allie Wells. I met Allie at summer camp when we were both eight years old. The camp we went to was in Missouri for four weeks every summer with no contact with our families except for letters. So your cabin became your family for that week. Those of you who've gone away to sleep away summer camp, you know what this bonding experience looks like. Allie and I were in the same cabin for eight years, and we both had birthdays during the term. So I spent my earliest formative birthdays turning 10, then 12, then 16, our sweet 16, with Allie. Together, we were each other's family so far from home on these milestones. I was a really shy and anxious kid in a culture where little girls are sweet and quiet and submissive. And Allie, from the get-go, she was loud and assertive and funny. She laughed big. and She would start chants and then hundreds of people will follow chanting her words. Every cabin we were in, every year, it was seen as the best cabin on the hill because of Allie. The whole camp knew her, would remember her years later, no matter what. When we got into our awkward teenage years, it was even more astonishing to me because Allie's light never dimmed. She didn't fall prey to trying to be too cool. She really did not care what other people thought. And I just didn't know very many people like that. Being in her proximity gave me more confidence, made me care less about what others thought. She wasn't perfect, and she owned that also. She changed or at least shed a light on what my own expectations for myself were. Allie and I lost touch after school, and we only reconnected on social media in the last few years. Our lives have looked really, really different for a long time. Her death has made me think about a lot of things stuff from our childhood that I hadn't thought about in a long time, wonderful memories, and also some harsh truths. Allie is one of the people that changed my own expectations of myself and my future. I never told her that clearly. I always expected we'd have more time. When you're thinking this week about who you expected to be, let in Thoughts of those people who affected those expectations, those who put expectations upon you, and those who changed them within yourself. 
This prompt might get complicated, so get your journal ready. Call a friend who has known you for a long time. Often they can see your trajectory even more clearly than you can. course, if you decide to post about this one on social media, please tag the show at 10 Things to Tell You. We're mostly on Instagram these days, but we are now also on Facebook if you hang out more there. And use the hashtag 10 Things to Tell You so others can see it. I want you guys to go deep on this one. Think about who did you expect to be? And then are you that person? I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.